I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. The weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Because these are high-quality pieces, they're staying in my wardrobe. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and they even show you on the website how much you're saving, which is awesome. Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us. I recently got a really, really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button-up, both in white linen, which is awesome. And I know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash goals. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls With Goals with your hosts, Anne Catherine. And Carolyn. Today, we're going to be talking about confidence and all the different parts that make it up, how you can reinstate your confidence or build your confidence or become more aware of your confidence because I think it's a huge topic and low-key a life-changing yeah. thing when you get a, a good grasp on it. So we're going to get into all of that today. And of course, I am wearing merch again today. I think last week or the week before, was like, neither of us were wearing merch, and it was True. a whole thing. But I always, I, I love having my own merch, because I can truly wear it every day, and like, I know I love it, because I designed it, and I can wear it Absolutely. every day, and no one can say shit, because it's- you're it's, confident in it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, like, it's marketing wearing it every day, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you can't, a little bit. You can't tell me that I can't wear the exact same outfit every day, because- It's your own. It's my own. It's your creation. Mm. I'm excited to talk about confidence, honestly, because I, I think it's a word that, you know, it kind of just gets used and thrown around, but, like, I don't think it's as simple as just, like, confidence. I think it is a bit more layered. Yeah, I don't think, we'll get into it, but I don't think confidence is its own thing. I think it's a manifestation, a result of all the things that we're going to talk about today, so I was just about to give, like, a whole spoiler and about we're the not entire do that, episode. Though. No spoilers. <laughs> we're going to okay. do highs, lows, and goals. Highs, lows, and goals. 
how we start every episode. My high of the week is that, like we said in our last episode, one of our friends um, is visiting from New York. And so we haven't seen him in, in a while. And it's always a good time. We were just talking about this on, we went for a walk. And we we're like, I love hanging out with those people because mm-hmm. it's like, it's always jokes, but also like very supportive underlying. Yeah tone so like everyone is very supportive and open but it's also like fully jokes the entire time yeah. and it's so fun um so we went to dinner like very very casual on like a tuesday night and yeah had so much fun it was nice though it's interesting because so many people at our school are like doing internships or in different places at different times so it's just like so strange how you never have the same consistent group it is super time. weird so yeah. a couple of our friends are away one of our good friends, one who we went to Costa Rica with last summer that we've spoken about a lot, was here visiting for the week. And all we managed to do was, like, one quick dinner, but it was such a fun time. That was definitely a high of the week. For sure. And then I went to a dinner party. One of our friends was hosting a dinner party mm-hmm. last night, and so I went, and it was I had never met anyone that was there before, and I had a great time. It was very calm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, she's Lebanese, so she made Lebanese food and a couple other girls that were there were also Lebanese and everyone like made brought dishes and it was just so so good and it's always Catherine said there were two different homemade hummuses oh yeah it was kind of like I missed out so my friend who was hosting had made hummus Mm -hmm. and then someone else who came brought hummus and so then there were two different hummuses on the table and it was like everyone who walked in like your initiation to the dinner was you had to taste test the hummuses and vote on what you thought was better so now everyone is sweating because it's like everyone is everyone sweating. is sweating because <laughs> everyone knows the host obviously but then no one else that was there really knew each other and so we're like uh, I don't want to step on anyone's toes like <laughs> wait, what did you choose I kind of forget I think I may have chosen not our friends was but it may have been split 50 50 so here's the thing is one was one was like thick and had more garlic and more like seasonings in it and one was very traditional like creamy smoother Mm -hmm. and so i think i went with the more traditional one just because i really liked that texture okay but i like the flavor of our friends so gotcha so we decided that they were going to merge their recipes and oh interesting make make, like an in-between they should do that and yeah. I'll go next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go back because like I definitely want to. I was fully asleep. I, I've i just been like exhaustion central the past month. I don't know how, I don't know how to put that. I've been so tired that I'm just like passing out at random times. I took a nap midday yesterday and I could not it's get wild. myself to rally for a dinner. I don't necessarily know what's going on with me, but you know what? Like I'm exhausted and so I'm just going to listen to that and sleep when I need to sleep. So I missed the hummus because I was in fact sleeping. I'm going to nominate that as your low of the week even though it was sleep and we don't do sleep. I, well, I was going to avoid it and not say that, but I think yeah, okay, my low of the week was because I was so tired I missed out on that dinner but you know no FOMO around here we stand by our decisions but it would have been nice to be there I did I needed sleep (laughs) there was um someone that was there also goes to our gym but I've never met him before and so we were talking about Mm -hmm. the gym and I was like I said something along the lines of I need to start going in the afternoon because I get FOMO when you guys all go and he was like you get FOMO from not going to the gym. And I was like, yeah, well, everyone, like, is together and they, they say that they saw each other and they'll do, like, random classes together. And I'm like, I get FOMO. And I'm like, I'm standing by that. I get FOMO when I go to the gym in the morning and all my friends and go in the afternoon it. and then I miss it. So, like, the number of times I've just gone in 
walked or like literally walked in just and like taken a lap just because everyone goes <laughs> and it's like i we all know i'm not for social out with the gym it's, i think that but, you might exaggerate it though i'd be like oh i saw this person there but it's not like we're hanging out like i just saw them because it's like a popular time yeah i know you're really not missing out on people but otherwise out. i don't i don't like to see like, you might not even say hi really you just you know head nod a hey. little head nod the other day one of our friends well, i was like literally on I'd been there for far too long. Like, my legs were about to fall off, but mentally I wasn't done being at the gym. No, so I just weren't. started doing push-ups. And mm-hmm. our friend walks <laughs> over and, like, says hi and introduces his friend who they're, like, working out together. And then last night I was like, oh, my God, I was in an absolute mood when you when you saw me. He's like, yeah, um, we could tell. Oh. And I was like, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> I think I was just, like, not looking around. I was, like, out of it a little. In your own space, it was wild. Your push-ups. That's how it should be in the gym. Like sometimes, mm. sometimes it's it's meant for so many different things. My high of the week. I didn't go to that dinner, but we did go out to the North End in Boston, which is like our little Italy, and we went with a group of girls. Had a great dinner, had a great time. We got pistachio martinis. And that's the reason that we went to the North End, because our friend had had one like a week before, and we were like, wait, I've never even heard of that. I've had an espresso martini. I've never had a pistachio martini. And I don't know about you guys, but I think, like, that fake pistachio flavor is so good. I think it's really good. good. (laughs) Like, when you get, like, the pistachio cookies and stuff. And I'm like, I know there's not a trace of nuts in here. It's just some sort of, like pistachio extract that they've made i don't know wanted to try the pistachio martini they were really really good and you know it's gonna be a new drink of choice of mine and so that was an exciting thing i don't think it'll be a consistent thing like it was very very no i don't think it'll be consistent but it was kind of like a dessert like special experience it wouldn't be something that Mm. you're like having all the time but it was special. Okay, my love of the week is that I feel gross. I feel like a spaghetti noodle and the Pillsbury Doughboy had a baby. <laughs> and I just don't know. Like, I've, I haven't changed anything about, like, going to the gym, workouts. And I, I just feel gross. And it's so frustrating. Because the other... Oh, this is my love. So last night, I was going to wear this bodysuit. And it's, like, tan and long sleeve. Mm-hmm. But I wore it to dinner the other night and I like didn't realize, but I like splashed oil on it. So there's like oh. one little oil dot. So I like, can't wear it because it needs to be washed. But I have the same one in a short sleeve. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I just, I want the color. I was wearing white pants and I thought the colors matched. And so then I was wearing short sleeves, which is fine. But I felt like the Pillsbury Doughboy and like, you know, when your arms are out and you just feel like. Oh, uh, sometimes, yeah. That. So I felt like that. Anyway, that's my love of the week. And who knows how I'm going to fix it. It happens. It's just one of those it's weeks. It's just one of those weeks. It just comes in waves. Uh, goal for the week. Oh, my goal was I, I've been so, like, lazy in my workouts that I haven't been putting energy in. For me, lifting is very passive. Like, I can do it without thinking, without, like, putting yeah, that yeah, much yeah. extra energy into it. But mm-hmm. when I'm doing, like, cardio or running, I need to be locked in. And, like, we all know I have my, my bouts of tripping on the treadmill. So <laughs> I haven't been, like, doing cardio or things outside of lifting just because I haven't had the mental energy to do so but I want to feel less less gross and I think more like high energy movement Mm -hmm. will help me achieve that so this week I want to do more um like cardio and go for more runs also it's been so every time I want to go for a run it's raining outside and like my shoes are white so yeah Yeah. I think mine is to do I gotta get up in the morning and like do something a little bit better or more productive or just like anything. I feel like I've been you do so, like take I've been take so your lazy in the mornings. But even if I took my morning and I like read a book or something, that would feel productive to me and that would feel like something. Like I'm just in a bad habit of just like waking up and like going on my phone, going on my computer, sitting on the couch, 
And it's just not, She's like, been watching TV. It's not a good way to start my day. And it feels so unlike me, but it's going on with whatever exhaustion thing I'm going through because I wake up and I'm just still exhausted. And so I'm having a hard time, like, sticking to, like, my typical morning routine or doing things in the morning. Because, like I said, I usually... I'll wake up early, but then I usually take my time in the morning. I don't usually jump out of bed and, like, go right to the gym. Like, usually... You know, I, I make a drink, I make a snack, I read a book or something. But recently, I've just been, like, sitting on the couch. And I don't like it. I feel like it's taking me a really, really long time to, like, snap into myself in a day. And so this week, I want to try to actively wake up and do something different. <laughs> I do think it's really interesting how people can have different, like, morning routines that make them feel good. Like, very different. Because for me, if I were to wake up and, like, stay in my room in the house, like, reading a book... To me, that would make me feel sluggish and lazy. I need to flip them. Like, I need to get up and get out or I'm going to yeah. feel sluggish and lazy. Yeah. But someone else could, that is their energizing factor. And then once they have, like, do their things inside, around yeah. the house type situation, then they're energized to go do the out. Like, I'm flipped. And I think it's so interesting how people have different things that serve them better and, like, different orders can yeah. fit better to you. I think my order changes all the time. I'm not good at having, like, one specific thing I like you're a bit better at like you'll get, have like a very consistent sort of morning routine and stuff and I'm a little bit more like I feel like I have different morning routines that I like or just different routines of my life that I like and I kind of can flip it around day to day or week to week but then when I get in a rut where I'm doing the same lazy type feeling thing then I feel gross but I can have a lazy morning or two if it's blended in with others I don't I just don't like even if I stay like on a weekend that's what I kind of don't like about weekends is that I wake up and I'm like I I sleep a little bit extra and then I'm in the apartment and then I start doing the things that I have space for because I don't like need to get out of the house yet and then it's like noon and I Mm. haven't left and I'm like I for me I love leaving in the morning like I love getting up and going like that's my my morning routine is like wake up get out and I love and I love that too and I love that always every day so on a weekend I kind of wake up early is my thing like I'll wake up early like I wake up at the same time I just feel like I shift the order of how I do things sometimes it's fun before we get into the episode of confidence quick plug adding Catherine Kinneen at Caroline Kinneen at girl schools pod for all the extra content and like I feel like it's just a supplement or a a visual glimpse into that's how I view all the social medias also the podcast has like clip the podcast accounts like we take some of our favorite clips or Mm -hmm. the most like hard-hitting impactful clips and Mm -hmm. put them on there so if you want a little bit of extra content like go over there go hang out instagram or tiktok and they're all linked in the show notes as well you guys can always find our stuff there you know the drill okay so confidence this was something we talked about yesterday a couple days ago it was just it's something that's been on my mind not the idea of like having confidence or not but more of what does confidence mean what is it made up of and i came to the conclusion that confidence is not its own thing confidence is not its own thing confidence is a result of trusting yourself and being secure in yourself and being proud of yourself it manifests in the form of confidence yeah i don't think it's as simple or cookie cutter as we make it i think people will be like oh she's so confident or i'm not confident or like Catherine was saying the other day that someone at work was like 
you're so confident oh my god because i like made a we were talking about something and so i like made a little presentation about it and someone's like i wanted to do a, a project and then they said no to the project and they're like but i love your confidence and i was like that's so like that's, that's, that's ringing rude. in my head now that's rude because I, I like no but i love your confidence literally said no but i love your confidence yeah, and i was I like overthink that ooh, one for sure ooh. and so i'm like i'm gonna shut up for the next like week and a right, half right because in that way i'm like huh are they using confidence as, like a positive or a negative like because in they're, my they're mind it was a positive like, it's a positive but that almost makes it sound like they're saying it's like delusional confidence no literally and i was like <laughs> but just i'm not. sorry you deserve i'm sorry it was like a situation where they asked me to do a project and i was like i can do this a million times like bigger and better like i have so many great ideas for this and i would love to make this like a bigger thing and they're like no but i really expect really respect your confidence and i was like that's so rude but i think we use confidence as this blanket statement term yes or no has it don't have it or has it doesn't have it (laughs) i think grammatically that is more correct anyways but I don't think that's the case because I think I've always had some intrinsic level of confidence. Like just growing up and as a kid, I think it's always been a little bit a part of my personality. But then there are also so many situations where I can feel so unconfident and so inferior. I don't think it is like a yes or a no. I think there's probably a lot of different types of confidence or a lot of different things that go into confidence and maybe some are really really strong for you and some are not and so mm-hmm. you feel like you have this like confidence roller coaster where you're yeah. going up and down and you're like am I confident or am I not because sometimes I think I so am and then I'm in a situation and I don't feel confident at all I actually feel super insecure about this and so I think we want to get into what we think makes up confidence and mm-hmm. all of those different things like and Catherine was saying it's not just confidence or doesn't have confidence it's has or doesn't have all of these different qualities that kind of come together to manifest this feeling or vibe of confidence. Right. And I think the most powerful, like, moving thing that you can carry within yourself is confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's not because of any, like, external or tangible thing. Mm -hmm. It comes from that trusting yourself. It comes from being secure in who you are, in what you want to do, where you stand in whatever environment you're in. And honestly, just, like, respecting yourself. Like, confidence comes down to knowing and loving who you are. Yeah. I like that, the idea of respect, because it's almost like you're giving yourself the same amount of respect as you give other people. Like, if you look at other people and you think they worked so hard for their accomplishments or they're so deserving of what they have, we're all human. Like, no one person is better than you are. They have just had a specific opportunity or worked for longer at something or commit themselves earlier to something no one is inherently better than you or better than you at something so there's no reason that you can't also do those things so give yourself the same respect to believe that you can do it confidence in the sense of comparing yourself with someone who maybe is in a position you want to be in or is the type of person you want to be comparing and denoting your own confidence just because someone else has it more is further down the line is doing something better than you is so not where you want to be because confidence is what's going to get you to that point because yes you may not be on the same path maybe they started 10 years or they started their business 10 years earlier obviously it's going to be further down the line more developed maybe they're 10 years older than you and they've been Mm -hmm. in doing a hobby or like practicing something or have they've been gaining experience for longer than you of course they're going to be further down the line Mm -hmm. you have to trust yourself and be so 
secure and respect yourself enough to know that in 10 years, you will have gained that experience. You will have been 10 years further down the path. Mm-hmm. You will be in that position, if not in a greater position, if you just have the confidence, security, trust, respect, love for yourself, like you will get there. We were talking about what we think makes up confidence. Since we kind of came to the conclusion that we don't think it's just one thing, we are trying to determine what we think actually makes it up. What are the qualities? What is the recipe for confidence? And there could be a lot more that you guys feel, right? Obviously, this isn't a science, but this is kind of what we think confidence can be broken down to based on seeing it like in ourselves and where we think that we're strong with it and where we think that we are less strong with it. But And with all these points, I think we kind of came to this list because when mm-hmm. I am trusting myself, when I feel secure in myself, when I'm proud of myself when I am compassionate towards myself, when I'm respecting myself, that is when I feel confident. Mm -hmm. It's a result of those things. And it's the kind of tangible manifestation or the energy that comes because you are trusting and secure and proud and compassionate and respectful of yourself. Yeah. So the first thing, trusting yourself. Trusting yourself is so important because I think it's at that core of having a good relationship with yourself which having a good relationship with yourself in all of these ways that we're listing out is confidence maybe that is confidence maybe confidence is having a good relationship with yourself i don't know maybe that's one way to take it but building trust with yourself i see that as as simple as doing what you say you're gonna do sometimes we can have a big gap between the things we tell ourselves we want to do the things that we say we're going to do and then the actions that we actually take and the more that you say you want to do something say you're going to do something and then your actions are different than those you break trust with yourself so you're going to continue down that cycle of always saying like oh I want to be someone that wakes up earlier oh I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow I'm gonna go grocery shopping like I'm gonna get my homework done and stop procrastinating Mm -hmm. the more that we say all of those things and then the actions don't line up for it we break the trust with ourselves so then we can never believe that we're gonna do them and then we never do them we get in a habit of then continuing to say things and not doing Mm -hmm. them you need to close that gap with yourself And either doing that by building some sort of discipline where you're like, no, I'm actually going to get myself up and I'm going to do this. I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm going to go to the gym when I said I was going to go to the gym tomorrow. Or you can do that by starting with building smaller expectations for yourself, ones that you know you can actually follow through with so that you can show yourself that on a more minor scale, you can trust yourself to follow through with the things that you say you're going to do. And then you know, slowly you can start making bigger promises to yourself mm-hmm. or big, building bigger, more important habits. But that is how I see trusting yourself is you have to build some level of I do the things that I tell myself I'm going to do. And then not only do you have that trust in yourself to always do, you know, the small day-to-day habits and also the bigger things, but you're also going to have this much more confident relationship with yourself. And right. you're going to then believe the things that you tell other people you're gonna believe in your bigger life Mm -hmm. goals and your long-term goals yeah that really builds confidence because it could start with like oh i'm gonna clean my room and then maybe maybe you have like a really messy room maybe that's the one thing Mm -hmm. that you can't do but you say oh if you bite off more than you can chew i feel like that's a huge thing that you can apply to any habit that you want to instill in yourself or any like anything that you want to change in your life when you say oh i'm gonna clean my room and then you don't do it 
Mm-hmm. Trust broken. You do it the next day. Don't do it. Trust is broken. But the flip side of that is when you do clean your room, you've just, even if you don't realize it, you've built a little bit of trust. So then the next day when you go to, you're like subconsciously, you're like, oh, I can clean my room. Like I cleaned my room yesterday. You clean your room again, more trust. Mm-hmm. And then that goes on until you have this like overwhelming trust in yourself that when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to think about it. You yeah. do it because you are so confident that what you say you can accomplish and you will accomplish. And that starts on small scales. But then, like Karen said, it goes into like promises to other people. Promises like bigger, bigger things that you say to yourself when you do trust yourself and you say something confidently. And that confidence isn't something acting on you. That's something that you've created within yourself. And I think that's my biggest point with how confidence is not its own thing Mm -hmm. because confidence doesn't like come to you confidence isn't something outside of you it's confidence is something that you've created within yourself so the more you build that trust with yourself the more you do the things you say you're going to do the more confidence you're going to have as you say you're going to do more as you actually get to doing more and as you just move about your life Mm -hmm. imagine you have some sort of longer term goal for yourself imagine you've always dreamed when i'm in my 20s i'm gonna move to New York City and I'm gonna work this dream job that I have but that is far out and that takes you accomplishing a lot more steps to get there if you don't have that baseline of trust with yourself like when I say I'm gonna clean my room I clean my room when I say I'm gonna go to the gym I go Mm -hmm. to the gym you're not gonna have strong enough trust in yourself that you can do that thing in five years because that's scary like a big goal in a future Mm -hmm. that can be really scary And so you have to be able to have this baseline belief in yourself that like, hey, I can always do the things that I say I'm going to do. I am in control of my actions. I am all of these things. So when you have that, you have this sense of confidence and security and trust that you just take it day by day and you do the things you say you're going to do. And so you're going to get there and you're going to meet that future goal versus if you didn't have that, you would just see this big scary thing and you may not be able to move forward at all. And I think the security piece of that is less actionable and more just conceptual on knowing and understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. And so being secure in yourself breeds the same kind of confidence because you do. That's like the next level. When you're secure in yourself, you trust yourself, you have confidence. And so being secure in yourself comes from knowing who you are, where you're positioned in your environment, like we said, knowing what you wanna do, where you wanna go, knowing your boundaries all of those things form this sense of security and deeper more solid identity within yourself and when that can't be shaken that's when confidence comes that's when you walk into a room and you are confident because it doesn't matter who's there you know who you are and you know how you can present yourself to them how you can stand within that room so being secure is that next level to creating confidence within yourself and then there's being proud of yourself wait what does it look like to be secure i kind of like for my own mind want a better understanding of the difference between having trust in yourself and being secure in yourself where do you see that difference i think having trust in yourself is more i trust that i can do this okay it's more actionable okay it's when you're doing something being secure in yourself is like 24 7 conceptual knowing who you are okay it's not what you do it's who you are knowing like you said boundaries so like knowing that you are deserving and what you deserve Mm -hmm. and trusting yourself to also accept no less than that because i think sometimes we we might have a sense of security in ourselves like i know i'm great i know what i deserve 
I have these boundaries, but then sometimes we can't always trust ourselves to follow through with that. Like, mm-hmm. if someone does treat you shitty and you kind of have to make that decision, then the trust comes yeah. into play as well. You have to trust yourself to, to follow through with your boundaries and what you think you deserve. And being secure in yourself follows the same kind of incremental build as learning to trust yourself does though it is less of a a tangible thing it's more of you know it could come by when you complete a task that you say you're going to do maybe it's I'm going to go to the gym Mm -hmm. consistently when you do that you feel you've built that part of who you are and you know that nothing can shake that Mm -hmm. and so you're going to be so that's another pillar of foundation that like strengthens who you are that's security in yourself and that's what's going to bring confidence to who you are so something you could do right now because we all have strengths we all have things that we are great at so consistent with find a sense of security in those things in yourself or remind yourself what those things are it's so much easier to look at the things that you're lacking or the things that you're not doing but we all have so many things that we can feel secure and feel confident about so before even trying to expand and build that security in other ways think about what you can just claim it for right now do you want to learn a new language maybe for an upcoming trip maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages maybe you just want a new skill rosetta stone is going to help get you there when talking about rosetta stone i always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to china for work he used rosetta stone for mandarin and obviously carolyn and i would use it too especially when we found out that we were going to move to asia That is such a core memory for me, and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio, and like matching it so vividly. And the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons, all the languages, forever. So I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin, and let me tell you, Rosetta Stone is incredible. The way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly, and you can even start from scratch. Of course, they have 25 languages to learn, and it's immersive. You learn it naturally, and you should definitely check it out. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything, car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this Ambition Card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the Ambition Card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The Ambition Card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. And then there's being proud of yourself, which is the next kind of 
step or part of what makes up confidence. Being proud of yourself is looking into or looking at the, the ways that you've built that trust with yourself, the actions that you've taken, and the parts that make up the security of yourself. So it's looking at what you've done and who you are and acknowledging that you like that. Acknowledging that that's something you're proud of. I feel like there's no other explanation mm. than just when you're proud of yourself, that's going to show. It's just going to come out. You are going to carry yourself at a much higher level of confidence because what's not to be confident about when you are proud of yourself yeah when you think of habits and what drives human actions in general we're always looking for some sort of reward on the other end like a cue we do something we react we have the habit and we're looking for a reward confidence can be built when you can give that reward to yourself. You can find a way to be proud of yourself and celebrate yourself because that is then going to drive you continuing those behaviors, continuing those habits and doing that because you don't always need external validation or external rewards or you don't always need those things in terms of other people's validation or objects or money or anything like that. You can find that reward in being proud of yourself and in celebrating yourself and so that can create confidence because I feel like this is all cycling back if you can find ways to be proud of yourself then you're going to continue to do the habits and when you continue to do the habits then you build trust in yourself and then you have security in yourself like it all kind of compounds and yeah becomes more of it but I think being able to be proud of yourself and celebrate yourself can be so hard because we're trained to always look for these external things but at the end of the day we're looking for some sort of reward, not necessarily external. And so trying to build more of that reward system inside of yourself is kind of a cool way to look at mm -hmm. it. And then there's being compassionate about yourself, mm -hmm. which I think is a really important point that Caroline brought up when we were talking about this, is confidence is not being cocky or being a know-it-all or being the best person in the room. And we'll get into the difference between confidence and cockiness in a second, but it's not about doing everything right. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing that you're not gonna do everything right. Like confidence is about knowing that you are not gonna be perfect 100% of the time, but trusting and being secure in yourself and being proud of yourself enough that anytime you mess up or something doesn't go your way, it's not gonna shake you. Mm -hmm. And being confident is carrying yourself through life with the idea that those things aren't gonna shake you and that you can be compassionate towards yourself and keep going and keep working towards what you wanna do, keep being who you are without letting that affect you. Self-compassion is the final puzzle piece to confidence, I think, because confidence doesn't just mean being confident when you do things right, being confident when everything goes your way, being confident when you've done something to celebrate. Confidence is also having that self-compassion and being okay when you do mess up, when you don't meet the expectations that you had for yourself, when you have let yourself or other people down. Having self-compassion and still being able to feel secure in yourself and know that you can move forward that I think is the last step to confidence, being able to still maintain that confidence even when you haven't fulfilled everything, like on those lower points, instead of beating yourself up, having mm -hmm. the compassion to keep moving forward. It's easy to feel confident 
when we're proud of what we've done when we feel like things are to be celebrated when everything seems to be going right and we're happy in that sense it's a lot harder to be confident when things aren't going well and you have to tell yourself that you're still good Mm -hmm. so the difference between confidence and cockiness Mm -hmm. i think it comes down to there are two parts of it from you the way you exude confidence and the way others interpret your confidence when your confidence doesn't come from trusting yourself or being secure in yourself or being proud of yourself or compassionate of yourself or respecting yourself like i'm going to keep rambling off that list because those are those are the parts of confidence but when your confidence isn't coming from that when your confidence is acting on you when confidence is outside of you when you're thinking about confidence as its own thing i think that's where cockiness comes into play because without those pillars of confidence it's less about you and more about how how you're actively presenting yourself it's not a subconscious just energy that you give off it's more of a something that you are forcing into your life i think it becomes cockiness when confidence is fueled only by validation from others because Mm -hmm. then you're always going to be trying to brag or be so external about things that you're doing in in a kind of overboard way to try to be Mm -hmm. getting that validation because that is how you're fueling your confidence rather than true confidence is all fueled internally so while you absolutely can and should be celebrating your successes a lot more of it is going to be in that quiet silent internal Mm -hmm. mode because when you're celebrating things you're more so sharing them with other people you're not looking for validation from other people Mm -hmm. in the way that you're presenting it Right, I think the cockiness does, the cockiness aspect of confidence or the cockiness version of confidence relies too heavily on both other people's validation and other people's interpretation of you. Whereas Mm. when confidence comes from yourself rather than outside of yourself, you are telling other people how to view you, how to view your confidence. You are letting them know rather than asking them to define you. And I think that's the important part about focusing on these different pillars of confidence because when when confidence comes from inside you, when confidence is a result of you being so trusting and secure of who you are, it is so, so powerful because it is just something that you possess, something that you walk around with, Mm. something that is almost undetectable, but everyone's going to know. And you don't have to tell anyone that you're confident when you are so foundationally solid in yourself it's just going to happen. Whereas when confidence is more of a cocky version, it's not coming from like deep foundationally inside you. It's surface level you're creating it. And it's coming out as cockiness because it may be you trying to prove yourself to a group of people or a job or an activity that you're doing. And it's asking for other people's validation. Whereas the other side of confidence, the one that we're really talking about and really like appreciative of here is has nothing to do with other people it has everything to do with like you and yourself and how you exist in the world and it is such a cool thing confidence versus cockiness is so interesting because it's also up to interpretation of the people who are interpreting it i don't think that any person would ever say i am cocky instead of i am confident i think that it is only in the way that 
other people perceive it. And so I see it going two ways. I think that- Unless, unless you may, you're never going to say it, but I know probably everyone has experienced times when they are trying to be confident or like feel uncomfortable in the like reaction of being uncomfortable in a situation or setting or a lifestyle yeah, or environment. Yeah, yeah manifest as like being cocky or being that like really uncomfortable and like unbearing side of confidence so i know that everyone has probably experienced that at yeah. some point where it just like comes you out feel wrong like you're coming like you off feel really like uncomfortable yeah. and the the way you feel in that form of confidence is like you and confidence are separate you're like separate entities but when you feel this like foundational confidence you are yourself and like confidence is with, within you like you are you're in charge of the confidence, mm. whereas otherwise you're, like, grasping for it. Mm. And so you can continue your point, but I just <laughs> wanted to say that, like, not everyone is just, like, confident. Yeah, no, I agree. It's something that takes a lot of work and a lot of time to, like, become that foundational style of confident. And so a lot of people, everyone, has experienced, like, kind of Feeling like they're coming off more confidence. as cocky when yeah. it's like a, Yeah. Yeah. But... When it comes to people interpreting you or interpreting another person as either confident or cocky, I think that it's in two ways. I think it's either in the way that we're speaking about where somebody is fueling their confidence from external validation and so they're coming off like very cocky, very braggy, very trying to grasp onto things. Sometimes though, somebody might just exude a level of confidence, an energy of confidence and somebody else's intimidation of that might analyze it as cocky you know they might put that in the bucket of like oh that person is 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 acting so cocky when really maybe maybe they're not maybe there's no bragging or no cockiness or anything involved maybe they just have a level of confidence that's intimidating you know it could be like that as well and so I think it's, you know, it's hard just to bucket something as confidence versus cockiness because I think we all know some people who are just, like, can be unbearingly cocky and we're like, oh, my God, like, where, what, what is that? Where is that coming from? Sometimes, though, you can be intimidated by somebody's just level of natural confidence. Like, that's very valid. That happens. You know, being careful not to just bucket somebody as cocky if they are a good person good person and they just have an extreme level of confidence like that's something to admire instead but I think it's easy when we feel kind of intimidated by something I know I can do that myself as well to just put it in like a more negative box and Mm -hmm. just like push it there instead that's the easy way out it's the easy way (laughs) instead of being inspired by it or respecting it Mm because it's harder because then it's almost admitting to yourself like oh I am intimidated by this person in a way but once you do scary. get that, then that's when you can, like, build on that trust and that respect of yourself is when you when you admit that and are able to, like, yeah move forward and move past that and, and grow from it. We love, we love self-awareness around here. We truly do. So everything that we've talked about so far has been this recipe of confidence within yourself. What are all the qualities to build or recognize within yourself that we think makes up confidence instead of confidence just being this one thing i do think that there is another huge piece of it kind of tied to your sense of security with yourself but your ability to be unbothered by other people i mentioned this in a couple weeks ago when we were talking about party culture about how i can feel so confident and so secure in myself internally in my own head in my own life but sometimes I can be bothered by other people and other people's opinions of me are just like how I feel in a group if I'm made to feel inferior made to feel like on the outside or something like that 
not in like a super debilitating way, but like I know it happens to me and I think that it happens to everyone in a sense. So I think that next step and level of confidence is building an ability to be unbothered by other people, unbothered by other people's opinions of you, unbothered by how other people make you feel because you just have such a strong sense of self and such a strong sense of confidence within yourself that if people treat you in a way that you don't think you should be treated instead of taking it personally like oh they treated me badly they're making me feel on the outside you're gonna feel bad about it you look at it as like oh that's no way for someone to treat me and then you just disassociate like you're just unbothered and you're like oh I don't I don't deserve that way of being treated at all and then you just leave it alone or you're unbothered or you even continue to associate with those people because you're just so good at compartmentalizing that and just taking what you want from the situation and taking the good aspects of the situation but being unbothered by the bad. I think that that is a much harder next level of confidence Mm -hmm. and while you build confidence within yourself and it's made up of these different qualities within yourself I think that it can really be tested in relation to other people yeah I mean I always talk about that I guess in a different sense but healing or growth like you listen to these podcasts and you go to therapy and you like journal and you work on yourself that's all you and you that's all a solo mission Mm -hmm. and you can feel so secure and so elevated through that process when it's just you and you. The test though is can you put yourself in a social setting or back in to like the real world environment and will those things and all the things that you've worked on hold true? Because you can be like in your room on your own and have all of those like factors of growth and ways that you've grown be true, but it's such a test to stay true to those while you're around other people whether it be other people that are in the same way as you like have the same growth or are in the same positions as you or people who aren't and who may not understand your position and it's really hard to kind of understand each other in that sense confidence comes into play here because when you are confident in any growth that you've made any lifestyle changes that you've made you're not going to be shaken like i talked about in the security moment And I think this ability to be unbothered has to do with being secure in yourself when you are secure in yourself and your life choices and who you are and what you're doing. When you do put yourself in a social situation or an environment that is testing you, that's not going to be shaken. And it's not going to affect you further than that moment. It's hard not to place value in how other people treat you or how other people make you feel or whether or not other people want to spend time with you or want to have a relationship with you something that can help me is if somebody is seeming like they're acting some sort of way or treating me some sort of way trying to put myself in those shoes and think about all of the other reasons that they could be acting that way that don't have anything to do with who you are and how they feel about you they could be so distracted by so many other things they could have all these other values and all these other time commitments they could have just other people that are taking up more space in their life and they don't have the capacity or how many times do you just feel like you know you maybe don't click with somebody that much and it really has nothing to do with their character or how good of a person or cool of a person you think they are sometimes you just feel like you don't click with that person so if i can put myself in another person's shoes and justify that behavior in some sort of other way, that helps me. When trying to be unbothered by other people and bring your confidence to that level of being unbothered by other people, that's something that can help me when I start to feel bothered by other people 
is can I put myself in their shoes and justify that behavior? Okay, there's probably a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with me. Can I put myself in those shoes and it's unjustifiable behavior? Well, then that's that person's problem. That doesn't also have anything Mm -hmm. to do with me. And that, again, comes down to being secure in yourself and trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the next level is, like, having respect of how do you want to react to a situation. All of which are you moving about your life with confidence. Mm -hmm. And so, quickly, as you may have gathered throughout this episode or have been taking notes, how you can gain confidence, I want to think through these in both immediate and long term. Because everyone has been in a situation, like Caroline has talked about, like I've talked about in this episode, where you may be very confident. You may be a really confident person, either naturally or you've built it. But you are in a situation or a setting or an environment, and all of a sudden, all of that goes away. And you feel like debilitatingly Mm -hmm. unconfident. And so in that moment, there are a few things that you can do to try and get back to neutral or try and get your confidence back. These are like immediate or situational changes that you can make. So some immediate changes, some may apply to different scenarios, some may not, but like change your clothes. I think that's a huge thing if you are feeling uncomfortable. Like I'm wearing standing jeans right now and I'm seated, but like I am wearing a shirt underneath that for me, if I was sitting right now with these pants and like a tight shirt I would be uncomfortable sitting here like on camera for an hour so I put a sweatshirt on and I haven't thought about it since Mm -hmm. that's like an immediate because I was walking around I put these clothes on I was like yes this outfit looks so good I love it walking around had a ball had a ball took some pictures I like them and then I came and I'm like sitting down now yeah and now they like fit differently and they're like digging into my belly button and I'm like super physically uncomfortable and this is a physical example and so an immediate change I'm not I wasn't about to go like fully change and like redo redo my outfit like we we have a show to record um so I just put on a sweatshirt yeah that's an immediate change and I like feel a lot better and way more comfortable and my confidence is back um similar changes that you can make are like environmental changes like if you are in the moment like with people or in an environment that you're not having fun with maybe it's taking away your confidence giving you a little bit of a social anxiety situation take yourself out of it or go talk to someone else in that group that maybe will help reinstate your confidence or bring you back to neutral and make you feel a little bit better there are situational changes or little tweaks maybe you can't fully leave a situation but you can go talk to someone else go like to the bathroom and take a breather or like go outside and take a walk around the block and like come back and do your thing. Little little things that can help kind of mitigate that or bring back your confidence. And if none of like no physical examples work, um, and of course there are a million more. Those are just like easy ones, I guess, to to kind of conceptualize or verbalize right now. And if none of those work, go in your head and try and be present. Like maybe it's a little like count to 10, like think about ways that you're confident, remind yourself of accomplishments that you've done or think through past situations or examples that have been similar that you've been in that you did feel confident that you were confident and try and like force yourself to I know now we're talking about the this is like the kind of outside of yourself forcing confidence but try and create that for yourself or bring yourself back to those foundations think through them and bring yourself back to yourself just kind of zone into your head for a second and be like chill zone zone into yourself be present like step back to that sense of security and maybe you can go through these pillars like tell yourself why you're why you trust yourself 
in a social situation if this is a social situation tell yourself who you are and what your position is within that group security tell yourself reasons why you're proud of yourself what have you accomplished recently what have you accomplished to get yourself to that position that's maybe helped you be where you are in a positive way how do you respect yourself in that moment and then how can you be compassionate to yourself in that moment because one second of not being confident doesn't mean you don't have confidence it's just you moving cannot say that enough because <laughs> nobody is a hundred percent confident in the sense that we've kind of outlined this recipe of confidence and what makes up confidence and i don't think everybody is a hundred percent in all of those things at the same time things fluctuate situationally and minute to minute and second by second so it's hard to say confident not confident yes no because you know i feel 110 percent confident sometimes and then i feel absolutely drained of confidence in a split second by Mm -hmm. some things you know and so reminding yourself of that having compassion can help you get through or get you back to neutral if you are having an immediate or like situational challenge with confidence the other part is long-term confidence this is how you're gonna like build that foundational confidence or create that if you feel like you don't have any confidence right now this is how you're going to create that and it is through long-term big like lifestyle changes mindset changes environmental changes whether that be like move across the country or switch up your room Mm -hmm. to feel more in line Mm -hmm. with you and aligned with you and catered to what you want to do and where you want to go it is learning about yourself it is gaining experience it is just furthering your own like growth and that is going to foster that trust and security and respect of yourself that's going to just naturally build the trust Mm -hmm. so when you're thinking about building long-term confidence that's when you're going to think about these foundations and pillars and not don't think about confidence don't think about the actual sense of confidence don't work towards i want to be confident work towards all these little things and you are going to be so strong in your confidence it's going to be crazy Whereas those immediate changes are when those immediate situations are when you can think about confidence as its own thing and be like confidence, confidence, confidence. But long term, confidence is not a real thing. What is real is trust and compassion and respect and belief in yourself and and security in yourself. Mm -hmm. I think another long term way of building confidence and probably one of the most impactful is building a life and having hobbies and pursuits that exist outside of other people because how else do you build a relationship with yourself trust with yourself respect for yourself if the life that you live is always in relation to other people I think you have to have the things that you do just by yourself the things that you learn about the hobbies that you develop the things that you care about doing I mean that is what the gym can be for you it can be that time where like that is the thing that you do for the time for yourself every day it could be traveling you're gonna go gain some travel experience by yourself and like that can be such a profound experience to like do that by yourself and gain those experiences that like it feels like you have that with yourself and nobody else it could be you know, you you pick up a hobby, you learn an instrument, you buy a skateboard, like something like that, like anything that you can do to develop a life that is yourself. It could be in what you study, you know, you're on your own learning and school and career path that nobody else is on and people can be alongside of it. But at the end of the day, 
it's your learning, it's your career. So finding your life on its own path that can integrate other people but does not exist solely because of or for the purpose of other people. I think that is the biggest builder of confidence because that's the biggest builder of your life and your independence and your trust and all of these things that create that sense of confidence and the feeling of confidence. So building that life for yourself outside of other people. So the recipe for confidence is trusting yourself, being secure in yourself, being proud of yourself, respecting yourself, and being compassionate towards yourself. Those, when put together, are going to create undeniable, powerful confidence that you are just going to possess. It's going to be wild, I promise. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Well, I hope that this episode gave you a new perspective on confidence. Whether you're somebody who's always told yourself that you're not confident or whether you are somebody who feels like your confidence fluctuates so much or whether you are somebody who has always felt really confident and maybe wants to grow it or wants to understand it better. Like we're all in different spots, but I think we're all kind of somewhere in between. I hope this helped you have some inspiration for steps that you can take to build your confidence. I hope it instilled some confidence in you in a way. I feel like even just talking about this gives you that self-awareness, gives you the motivation and inspiration to you know build that relationship with yourself and find more confidence so if you did enjoy this episode let us know what you took from it let us know how you liked it let us know anything over on girls with goals pod on instagram or tiktok on our personal instagrams and tiktoks caroline kaneen and captain kaneen you can follow the show wherever you listen spotify apple watch it on youtube leave a rating there's so many things that you can do just get in touch with us in one way or another because we love hanging out with you guys and knowing you guys and we will see you next monday bye